Welcome to the Make More, Keep More show, an irreverent but never irrelevant show dedicated to all things money. Hosted by Ron Carruthers and Dominic Cummins, two guys with 50 years of combined experience in sales and finance and a lifetime of talking nonsense. Good morning, Mr. Cummins. Mr. Carruthers, how are you doing, man? I'm good, thank you. Um, I was just getting to the formal introduction. So for those of you who have not been around before, this is the Make More, Keep More show. We talk about all things money and anything else that comes into our mind that we feel like chatting about. I'm Ron Carruthers, your host. My co-host is Dominic Cummins. Um, on Instagram, you can find that Real Biz Advisors. Um, and Dominic is kind of a legend for creating sales and managing sales teams and leadership training. And I do lots of things on the tax side of things and the financial advisory side of things to help you guys save money and grow it. So that's who we are. Um, Dominic, how you been, man? Doing all right. Excited to uh, wrap season three today, which is uh, wild that we've managed to get through three seasons, which is pretty good. So right? that's fun. <laughs> yeah, I was actually- and we haven't ran out of stuff to talk about yet. That's the most amazing part. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Because we always have football, alcohol, other usual things that we can talk about too. We can add into that. But no, uh, so that's. I'm, I'm I think I'm done. I think I'm actually yeah. done talking about football for the year. <laughs> There's Rams are terrible. Yeah, they pulled out a win against the uh, Raiders at the last minute, but. You know, that's not really saying a whole lot. But with and, Baker uh, Mayfield, I that, mean, that come on. And the charger, and he was like, wow, my dog keeps scratching my leg. Scarlet, be cool, little, little dog. Um, yeah, with the guy that was walking around in street clothes 48 hours ago, and the Chargers with, you know, Justin Herbert, who's a great quarterback, yeah. couldn't beat the Raiders last week. It just goes to show you, I guess, number one, just how dysfunctional the Chargers are. Number two, any given Sunday, anything can happen. So there you go. Or Thursday, as it were. Yeah. There you go. So I think we uh I think we agreed we we're just gonna kind of do a season season three wrap-up and kind of chat about the highlights and the lowlights and kind of go over some of our guests over the year. I don't know that we actually had any lowlights to chat about, at least no. not in my humble opinion. But um man, what was your what was kind of the one or two things that stuck out for you um, this season that we chatted about? I actually, probably one of my favorites for, for a variety of reasons, one of my favorites that we had was uh, uh, Josiah a few episodes ago. And by the way, if anybody, if you want to catch up on any of the episodes from this year or the previous seasons, it's makemorekeepmoreshow.com. Uh, you can find all the past episodes. We're also on Spotify and Apple and wherever else you get your podcasts. Uh, but he, uh, we had Josiah on in, um, and Josiah, early... by the way, just for you guys, is Josiah Novak. He runs um, fitness somewhere or another. He's a fitness guy. Just look him up. That Josiah. Was, that was really help, helpful. True well, transformation. At least you got, at least you got a true transformation. That's what it is. Yeah, the so, true transformation.com. Oh, at least we see Scarlett. Uh, yep. so, so I wanted to say hi. Uh, I noticed that Scarlett's Instagram never joins the show, though. I'm so I'm not offended by that, but <clears throat> that's fine. Uh, so, yeah, I thought Josiah was really good for, for a variety of reasons. One, the fitness stuff was interesting. And I think he had some really good, just like good points that 
you know, like when you said, where do you start if you're trying to get in shape? He was like, just get out and walk every day. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, this is some good, just some good uh, advice. And, and he had some other stuff. But also from a business perspective, I thought he was pretty fascinating for how much his business has grown. I mean, what did you say? He tripled his business, something like that? In yeah, the last insane. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of it has to do with that content. And we got some really good uh, conversation around his video content where, you know, it takes a while. Like he keeps putting out video after video after video with nobody paying any attention and seemingly no response. And, and then, you know, eventually it starts to, starts to take hold. And that's kind of what we saw, what I've seen in my business. And I'm sure you've seen the same thing as guys who put out a lot of video content uh, is it's not an immediate thing, but it does pay off in the long term once you keep steady with it. So I think he was probably one of my favorite episodes, but honestly, all of our guests this year are really cool. I mean, the debt, uh, you know, our whole discussion uh, with her, who we found out was sick after the fact that she still pulled through and did an awesome job on her. Oh on my her God, project. Irene. Yeah, Irene, Irene yep. Day, uh, credit queen Irene, I think on Twitter. And I not, I think Irene Day is just her handle here on Instagram. She yep. was great. She was. Um, and I think one of the favorite lines that, that Irene had of the show, and again, we're recapping partially to just kind of talk about because we did have a, some really good knowledge dropped here this year. But also, if you guys missed any of the back shows, go back and check them out. There's some really good information there. We got some really good experts on here. Um, we'll come back to Josiah in a minute. But Irene, one of her main things is she talked about rebuilding credit, getting business credit, kind of the best business credit card. I actually have to go back and look that up. Um, because I've got to go grab a, a business credit card, a new one. But um, I thought, what a great line when she talked about, hey, don't go into debt to start your business. And right. We've always said that. Test your ideas, test and see what the marketplace is interested in, and um, go from there. And, she, and that was her point. It was like, yeah, people hit her up all the time. Like, hey, I want to get all this business debt going and all these loans going. She's like, for what? Well, you know, I'm going to start my business. Well, what's your ID? idea? Well, I don't really know. So yeah. she was great. What else did you love about her? I think it was just really practical. Like she's just, she obviously is very straightforward and, and uh, doesn't really beat around the bush. And if you have sensitive <laughs> no, ears, no. <laughs> if you have sensitive ears, that is not your episode to, to listen to. I think that one did get flagged for adult content. Uh, what do they call it? Not adult content. They call it a, uh, Something for explicit content. That's what they they hey, like that one. Let me tell let but, me tell you something. She was absolutely on her best behavior that was. day. She was. Uh, I called her up after the show to be like, "Dang girl, how you did? Like you did great. Thank you so much. You know, how are you? Thanks for doing it. Even sit." And she let loose with a <laughs> with a string of words that would make a sailor blush. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but no. But I think she uh, the, the just the straightforward nature of it from a business perspective. Like again, like what you just said. That's just to recap the same thing. But that was such a great point. Like, don't go into debt. Like, watch when you have to go into debt and be careful about it. And then, really, honestly, just don't go into debt until like using debt as leverage was kind of ultimately where she got to is. When you're at a point where you can get lending to then leverage that up into greater business because you have the ability and the cash flow to pay it off, then it's a much different scenario. But just, you know, putting stuff on a credit card or, uh, you know, all the, the structure stuff we were talking about and, and just, you know, going crazy on your website first round and all that, it's just not necessary. And so she, I thought that was just a great uh, 
a great emphasis from a different angle. You and I talk about that stuff all the time, but it was from a different angle in her, from the way that she brought it up was just, you know, careful on the debt side. I think you and I talk about not doing all that stuff just from a hassle standpoint, test your idea, verify, you know, the pay certainty test kind of concept. That's one thing, but then just the whole, don't put yourself 20,000, $30,000 into a debt for a business that may not work. Yeah, such a good idea. That even goes to what I've always said, which is, let me see if I can distract Scarlet with a lemon. There, go chase the lemon, Scarlet. Um, good luck. Um, I've always said, like, we get all the, hey, man, you got to get your LLC set up. You got to do this, and, and you got to get that going. And literally two people today, this week, I've told to get an LLC set up and run it as an S-Corp. One. It's her third year in business and she's getting crushed on her taxes because of all the self-employment tax. So by doing an S-Corp election, we can avoid self-employment tax on a portion of her income. And the other is a client of mine that is a psychiatrist who's leaving. She works for college, is like the on-staff psychologist, and she's leaving to go into private practice. She's doing a little bit of it now, but we're like, yeah, why don't you get that corporation set up right now? Because um, for liability, it has nothing to do with tax savings. And I emphasize that over and over and over again. Once you, when you're getting started, there really aren't more tax savings from having a corporation. It's liability protection. Mm -hmm. And you're not making any sales. So no one's going to, no one's going to lend you money more because just because you have an LLC with $0 in the bank and, and it's an impediment. Go test your idea. Go go make some sales, go get some clients, then go clean up the mess afterwards. That's sure. kind of my thing. And by the way, we have a client, a brand new client who went from, listen to this, you guys, they went from $10 million to $20 million next what the following year to $36 million, and they're going to hit $86 million in gross sales. Okay, so now... We're sitting down and we're looking at maybe another corporation to turn around um, and cover, you know, so we can kind of shift money around and not operate on a calendar year and kind of take advantage of the, some of the C-Corp elections. But again, they made the money first, then we figured out how to keep more of it. So right. anyway... Yeah, and it's a great, I mean, like, it's freaking awesome. And then if you look back one more year, it was like 200,000 of sales or 300,000 of sales. So these guys are freaking awesome. And um, yeah, what they're doing is amazing. Um, it's in the clothing space. I can't really say more than that. But um, yeah, there's some there's some cool stuff to be done there. Back okay. to Josiah for a second. I think we moved off that a little too fast. I had something I wanted to say. On the Josiah Novak episode, and um, one of the things Dominic kind of glossed over, but I wanted to just remind you guys, we got on there and we all talked about how, A, how badly we sucked at anything we attempted to do the first time we did it, particularly with the videos. And he was like, man, you know, like there's literally only one way you're going to get better and you just keep doing it. Then we, we brought up Gary Vaynerchuk, who you know, I think everybody knows who Gary Vee is and how bad Gary Vaynerchuk was and how nobody watched Wine Library TV when he first got started. I was just listening to Dan Kennedy 
And he was telling the story of Louis C.K. being in like a little ballroom, you know, and Joan Rivers being in the main ballroom at a casino. And he was bummed out because they wouldn't let him tell Trump jokes. And this is Louis C.K., you know, pre-scandal and all that stuff. And she's like, honey, I was in that ballroom. I was in the little room six months ago. I'll probably be back there again. So it's just being willing to go through, follow on your ideas. I mean, I cannot, I don't know about you, Dominic. I cannot go back and watch any video I've recorded. I literally will not go watch it. I think me and Harrison Ford have that in common where I just do not want to hear my voice. I don't want to see it. And you know what? But I keep doing it because that's what needs to get done. So I don't know, man. I really Yeah, that. I did too. And uh, I used to be that way. Now it doesn't bother me as much uh, to go back and watch them just because at this point I've had so much video and so much, you know, speaking gigs that are recorded and I've had to watch them or edit them afterwards or something. So I kind of got over it. But yeah, I think because what helps you get over it, though, is when people say like, oh, man, that, that helps so much. Or you and I talked about this like a couple seasons ago is the crazy effect that you have. We didn't talk to Josiah about it, but I'm sure he's experienced the same thing. Is you're someplace absolutely random and somebody goes, oh, my God, I know you from and they know your videos. And that is the craziest <laughs> thing. Right. And I had told the story when I was in Oslo. In Oslo, Norway, of all places, and somebody was like, "Oh my gosh, I watch all your videos." And I'm like, "That's hilarious!" <laughs> you know, hey man, now you're in Now you can say you're internationally recognized yeah, speaker, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because so, at the in the men's room at the Oslo airport, somebody bumped into you. It's like, "Hey man," <laughs> I was on a call the other day, and I think this is the other part, kind of related to that too, is that we can be ultra hard on ourselves. I know that I am at times for sure. My wife, if she's listening, is like, uh huh. Um, but I, you know, it's interesting. So I've been doing a training recently. Well, it's for for a big agency, and uh, and you know, there's parts of it where I was like, oh, I didn't feel like I delivered the the level that. I wanted to, and, and not that I, you know, mailed it in or anything. It just, you know, you're, you're critical of yourself. And it was interesting. We were on a call the other day where everybody was getting feedback about it. And they were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. How do we get you to do more of this? How do we get more, you know, how do we expand this project? And, and those are those moments where you have that, where you're like, oh, that's so funny. Like for them, it's the best thing that they've seen. And I think right. that, that relates to putting out content and and having that type of mindset around it is that when you start to get halfway decent at something, let's say, like you shooting videos on tax strategies and things and me shooting videos on leadership or sales and stuff, we've done it for a long time. We've both done it for a long time. You do get to a point where you're like, oh, that video sucked. But you fail to realize that you're, as my business partner on the leadership side <clears throat> likes to say, your sphere of genius. You're in that that thing of genius there that you have where it really truly is your genius. And you, you probably suck at a hundred other things, but that thing is you're really, really good at. And when you're shooting a video in that or you're putting out content or, or, or sharing that or speaking or whatever, people are, they're sitting outside of that sphere of genius and they're absolutely enjoying it. Right. And, and I think right. that's something that's a good reminder for ourselves. And, and, you know, one of the things I want to talk about today as we get farther in this episode is like prepping for 2023 taxes, finance, also like mindset. But that's part of it is understand what's your sphere of genius, operate in it. And somebody else is, you know, like I think of Bobby Flay. The guy's a genius in the kitchen. 
Like he's just absolutely right. freaking genius. I don't think he's done well in his relationships. I he <laughs> seems like he's, you know, when he walked up, wasn't he dating chef? Wasn't he dating Ari Gold's wife at the end of Entourage? Yes, <laughs> yeah, Bobby freaking play. <laughs> yeah, so he's obviously good on the media side of things, and he's an incredible chef. But like, you know, he probably does stuff that's terrible in his other parts of his life, and is absolute dumpster fire. But like in his genius, we all love to watch it. And I'm sure there's episodes where he goes like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that," or whatever, or something that he can look back and criticize. But none of us see it that way. Like we just see right. this unreal thing. And then when he loses on Beat Bobby Flay, which is one of my favorite shows. Maybe oh, it's such a great out on there. Um, beat Bobby Flay when he loses, he still could have won. Like it's it's like his stuff is so good. Like, but yet he probably could go back and go, ah, I really should have done such and such, and a little less anti chili and more paprika and yeah, you know, right, whatever. And but that's not how we see it. And so I use that kind of thought process. Is Josiah probably go back watch his videos, criticize him, but that's not how anybody looking at him sees it. You could do the same. I could do the same. Go back, criticize it, but the people who are watching him aren't seeing any of that they're taking in the content and that's the thing that if you can hammer that point in your head then you can get more consistent in your content delivery love it two interesting two interesting guests that i thought were radically different but um kind of the same was dr jeff anzalone the debt free doctor who does all the real estate syndication and, and also is a really good marketer um and I thought last week we had Mark Wilburn on, which mm-hmm. by the way is hilarious. I gotta tell you a funny story. I'm chatting with one of your friends. Um, I'll say his first name, Liam, from Australia. Oh, yeah. So here's what's so funny. I'm chatting with Liam. He's like, man, I made the appointment with you independent. And then I'm scrolling through Instagram and I see you and Dominic and I know Dominic and we go way back. And then I chatted with him this week and he goes, I'm scrolling back through and I'm friends with Mark Wilburn. And how do you know all these people? And what's even funnier is I don't think you and Mark knew each other before no. that. No. So, yeah, I guess it really is a small world. I don't know, man. Liam's and, a smart dude. You're going to enjoy that conversation. Yeah, no, he's, he's a great dude. dude. But anyway, here's what's interesting. So you got Mark Wilburn on the options and stock trading side of things. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Dr. Jeff Anzalone on the kind of real estate i'll call it syndication for lack of a better word and um they're doing radically different things and yet they're both at the same goal and there's one of my favorite books speaking about getting geared up for 2023 if you guys haven't read the pledge by michael masterson it's one of the the best dominic have you read that one i have not no i saw your instagram thing so Put, put that one on your list. It's absolutely fantastic. Michael Masterson wrote it. Michael Masterson was the founder of Early to Rise, which back in the mid-aughts and early 2000s, I don't know if it's as big of a deal because it's been sold a couple of times. I think Bedros Karulian ran it for a while. I, I don't know if it's still around. Michael, I think, is now involved with Palm Beach Newsletter. But anyway, he is a guy who has done everything in his career like an insane, he's written screenplays, he's published 10 or 12 books, he's been really successful in the digital marketing space, he's been really successful in the internet marketing space, he's been really successful in the real estate syndication space, he's been really successful in like building these master communities in other parts of the world. 
And the book, The Pledge, is kind of like his master plan for how he does it all. So what's great about it is he goes through and describes to you, look, man, this is kind of like my operating system of how I get all this stuff done and kind of the way I lay out my goals and kind of how I focus on them. And what's great is right at the beginning of the book, he tells a little story about a guy who comes up with all these excuses. Well, I'm not guaranteed. He's like, I've laid out for this guy a way he could get rich in real estate. I've laid out for this guy a way he could get rich in, you know, commodities or option trading. I've laid out a way he could get rich in online sales and writing and copywriting. And all the guy wants to do is come up with excuses. And it's such a great book um, for, again, how do you lay out? And he, a lot of the goal setting books, like really just focused on one major goal, right? Like you're going to get fit or you're going to make money. He actually has you kind of think about this in four areas. And so as you guys are lining up for 2023, one thing I highly recommend is, number one, go get the pledge. Michael Masterson, it's um, in and out of print. But just grab you a copy. Don't do the audiobook. If you want the audiobook as a supplement, this is one of the few, even if you audiobook everything else, this is one that you'll actually want to try and read. And I love audiobooks, listen to them while I'm working out. But this one annoyed me because you really need the book because this is the book you're going to highlight and write, make notes in and do the exercises. And it's way too hard to do. But the point was two of our guests, Dr. Jeff and, and Mr. Mark, um, had radically different approaches to how they were unconventionally building wealth. But they're both going to end up in the same place, which is financially independent. Mark already doesn't need a day job. And Dr. Jeff, I think, is just doing the, the dentistry because he went to school for a long time and really enjoyed, you know, kind of enjoys it despite his complaining about it, maybe a little bit. So I just thought yeah. those two episodes were both really interesting and full of value about how they go approaching these outside of the norm. Yeah, if you guys want to check that out, Dr. Jeff Anzalone was on our season two, uh, week of August 29th. If you want to go back and check out that episode, he was uh, just towards the conclusion of last season. But yeah, he was he was a great guest. Um, and, and Mark was really interesting too. He was fascinating. Like, it's funny, like, you know, watching him kind of warm up to the, to the, the whole this right you know to, to to listen to get on here and, and to be able to talk and stuff it was it took him a minute to warm up but he was fantastic and really really interesting guy and i really enjoyed that and super nice too like he messaged me out oh dude he's really thankful for it so i a nice got, guy i got his course i got his uh his level one course and check that out so i'll keep you posted on that because i tried some swing trading about a year ago or something but i was i did literally everything he said not to do right like i kind of got in there with no goal i got in there and then wrote out stuff too long it was like oh no it's gonna come back because you know somebody told me this is a good this is a good one i wrote it down and you know i was then putting some play money into it so it wasn't like i was you know super super nervous about the outcome of it but but it was one of those things where i was like yeah this is kind of fascinating and so yeah he was he was great and and honestly we had i think those were our three guests this year or this excuse me this season um and, and they were they were all fantastic and so we had some we had some good stuff with that um you and i did a lot of talking at the early part of the year with round i did two episodes around leadership um and then we talked also just moves in a volatile market which i think was further emphasized by like some of the stuff that mark was talking about and and we have from from um 
Dr. Anzalone earlier in the in the season before. So it was it was a good it was a good season. It was a good season. So let's talk about 20. Oh, by the way, hi, lovely CJP1. Good to see you again. Um, and thank you, Smiley PJ. I appreciate the. He, he wrote earlier that he loves all these these things. So that was good. We um, Let's talk about setting up 2023 to make it your best year ever. Yep. Um, you know, it is an interesting time of year. We already noticed this week. We kind of. I don't know if you saw it. I didn't see it, but one of my team members, I think, had several appointments, like just no show on them. So I don't know if something happened on our end of things where uh, the confirmations didn't got, because that's really rare in our with us. We might get one no show a week um, and maybe one reschedule. But uh, poor Mateo, man, got it handed to him this week. But you do, I think a lot of us, unless we're in, you know, like the food industry or service industry or hotel industry or retail, get a little extra downtime at this time of the year. Um, and so I've got a couple thoughts for what people should be doing between now and say the end of the year to kind of kind of come out of the gate running. What would you say, Dominic, would you tell everybody to do? I've got like three or four things. Well, I would say that... <clears throat> The faster that you can uncouple from your results this year, uh, the faster you can start getting success in the next year. So what I mean by that is we have a tendency, I think, as humans to do one of two things. We either look at this year and go, oh, it sucked and forget it. I'm just going to take the rest of the year off and try again next year. Or you look and you go like, oh, man, it was a really good year. I'm going to take some time off and hit it next year. And both of those things end up with the same thing of probably a little too much time off. And I'm not suggesting no work-life balance or harmony. And that's not what I'm saying, but just that mental break. This is a really good time. Actually, I wrote a note to like, this is funny when you said, unless you're in retail or in, in restaurants, you're probably seeing a little extra downtime. I don't know that that's always, I, I, know, I agree with what you're saying, but I think part of that we generate ourselves. Like if you don't get on, I mean, I had a really good client meeting on Wednesday and they're there or prospect meeting on Wednesday and they're looking to potentially make a decision before the end of the year on a pretty large deal. A lot of companies are, depending on what you're doing in the, if you're in a service-based business or things, there are people out there still looking to do business. And there's a whole bunch of people that between Christmas and New Year's, that might actually be their best time to get their attention because they're not doing anything else. Like, People do True. take time off this year, this time of year, but like a lot of your senior executives don't take off tons of time this this time of year. Like, uh, I mean, that you know varies by country. Like Australia is completely shut down for all intents and purposes. But like, if you're not doing <laughs> business there uh, this time of year, then you're probably in good shape. I just, I would not. Don't give yourself the excuse that nobody is doing any business because again, the faster you can uncouple yourself from the results of this year, good or bad, the faster you can start working on next year. Like, because you just like, you know, what is, uh, what is that called? Confirmation bias. Just because you had a great year this year doesn't mean you're going to have a great year next year, but vice versa. Just because you had a bad year this year doesn't mean you're going to have a bad year next year. I mean, you just, it's all about mental reset this time of year for me is, is okay. Well, whatever happened, happened. Now let's move on. Yep. Nope. That's a really good point. Um, I, I like Dominic makes a really good point there, you guys, which is it is true. I've closed deals when I was very broke on Christmas Eve at 6 p.m. Um, on the college side of things. 
Um, let me tell you something. Somebody's willing to meet with you at 6 p.m. on Christmas Eve. Um, generally, they're they're leaving. They're not leaving, you know, without money changing hands. You know, they're they're into it. So you may have certain people like, yeah, yeah, let's just get back to it after the holidays. You know, I'm traveling or whatever. I'm going back to see family. But like Dominic said, you'll have other people, particularly for you business owners, that are like, no, man, this is a great time. You know, we thrived during COVID um, because people were at home. And we thrived the year before COVID. And we did pretty good the year after. But there was a spike of people that had been like, man, I've been wanting to sit down and get out and get this stuff under wraps with you you know, for the last 18 months and now I've got a break to do it. Let's, let's get this done. Yeah. So and it's a um, numbers game because that's the thing is like, you could make 10 phone calls. Let's say I'll just go back to my sales side. You can make 10 calls with people who say, Oh man, I, I don't, but yeah, I, let's just revisit this at the end. And thanks for the call. Well, let's just hit it back up in 2023 and then give up. But the 11th phone call might say like, do you happen to have time day before Christmas? or the week between Christmas and New Year's. And like you said, I absolutely agree. I would say that not just meeting with you six o'clock on Christmas Eve, I know that was an expression. Anybody willing to meet- with No, you that was actually second, literally, well, literally they met with me at six o'clock on Christmas. No, no, I know that, but I, mean, like, uh, I don't yeah. really you know, celebrate Christmas, but uh, do you need to be, don't, aren't you supposed to be somewhere? They're like, yeah, man, they can wait. We gotta get this taken care of. Yeah, and that's the thing is between now and the end of the year, the people who are willing to meet with you are probably willing to do business with you. And so then totally. it becomes a number game because then it just, it's just finding those people. So if I, you know, was going to go back to my sales tips or sales side of things is I would call everybody that ghosted you this year that you have in your sales pipeline. I'd call them now. They might have time. I would call everybody who left you early in the year to see how things went because they probably hate it. I would call like every deal that said no and see how it goes. Those are those people that I would be just, and, and the cool thing about those, those, those aren't cold calls. Those are usually fairly warm calls. Those are people who have already had a conversation with you. I'd be trying to dump out your pipeline at the end of this year and get to see what appointments you can get. And it only takes one in many cases. Like for most, for many of us, it only takes one to change, one, two, three to change the course of the year. You're not talking about a big, big numbers thing or or if it, if it doesn't even affect 2022 numbers it starts 2023 off really well totally so such good advice but for everybody who does have downtime sorry guys i needed an espresso to ensure my happiness <laughs> um we had you guys ever have the alarm go off in the middle of the night where it's letting you know the battery's dead um, on the smoke detector, I had that last night, and we couldn't. We have multiple ones, and we couldn't figure out which one it was. So, and then the puppy starts like whimpering and crying. She's normally really good about sleeping through the night, but it was it was a rough night last night, and I'm not gonna lie. But um, so back to for the downtime, I cannot recommend the pledge enough for you guys. It's just a great book. It's kind of think of it as like a modern day, more balanced rewrite of Think and Grow Rich. The difference yeah. is it's wrote from perspective written from the perspective of a guy who's done it, who wasn't like Napoleon Hill with Think and Grow Rich, wrote about other people that he interviewed his success as journalists. This Allegedly. guy wrote about here's how I got this. You know, here's how I run my businesses, and he, these are the areas I focus on, and this is what my day like looks like, and this is how many hours I spend prepping to work. This is how many hours I spend working. This is what Ben Franklin's schedule looks like. 
according to his notes and how mine compares to his. I mean, really a fascinating book. And even goes in there and interviews some crack addicts, like legit people with crack addicts, because some of these guys are making six, eight hundred dollars a day to fund a crack addiction. And he's like, you can't run a little extra business. You say you want more money. You want to break out. You can't. You want to make moves. You can't do something for a couple hours a day. Let me tell you what these guys do. I interviewed three of them. Really an interesting book. Yeah. Um, if I may for the moment. Oh, and by the way, I have to end about 15 minutes earlier today. I forgot to warn you, Dominic. We got a, we had a schedule glitch. Um, well, I got to go if, see the moms. So. I'm actually, I'm actually local. I was going to sit out on the balcony looking over the ocean. Uh, I mean, at Oceanside right now. I was going to sit on the balcony, but somebody decided to do street sleeping right below, or a parking lot cleaning right below me. So it's super loud. So. <laughs> What's but I'm looking out there? But I, I am looking out the ocean. I know you guys in Boston don't want to hear this and other parts of the country, but it was like in the 30s when I got up yesterday, and it was in the 30s today. Oh, I told my wife that, by the way. I told my wife that, and she goes, why did he go outside to warm up? <laughs> Yeah, that was an inside <laughs> joke. That nobody's going to uh, understand other than Ron's freezing cold. So, Dominic, I'll tell you an inside joke. By the way, for Adventure Awaits, it's The Pledge by Michael Masterson, and you're not going to join a cult or anything. The reason he calls it The Pledge is at the end of the first chapter, he's like, hey, man, commit to doing what I tell you, and I want you to agree to write to me one year later and tell me about your success. That's The Pledge. Um. Yeah, my house does not, I have a little, like two little space heaters, but I live in a 1950s, you know, um, tracked home. But back when tracked homes were like solid hardwood floors and plaster walls and stuff like that. So, but my wife thought the heater, the wall heater was ugly. So she had it pulled out and Dominic stayed here, what, a month ago? And I don't even think about it because we're used to it. And, you know, Ivana is pretty skinny and doesn't have a lot of, doesn't have a lot of fat to insulate her. So he's like, oh my God, dude, my wife froze here. <laughs> oh man, I'm so sorry. Yeah. All right. Here's a couple things just from a tax and financial perspective. Let me just, I'm just going to shotgun stuff. If, if in the new season, you guys want to talk about it more in the new year. But number one, if you do not have a will and or a trust that is up to date, fix that now. Like right now, we have, you know, I have a lot of clients. So about once a year, once every 18 months, one of them or a family member will pass away unexpectedly, you know, and and their affairs are a disaster, even though we nagged and nagged and nagged and nagged. And it leaves it on the burden of the others to kind of clean up. That's one thing I would say. Number two is now is a really good time to review your taxes for the year, particularly if you do have a business. So if you keep your P&Ls up to date or even spend an hour or two on some of your downtime to get those straightened out, because then you can make proactive decisions moving forward um, about whether you buy something, whether you postpone some income, all those sorts of things. And then the third thing is, is if you haven't done kind of an analysis of where you're at, one of the things that we've noticed for the most successful people, financially speaking, is they count their money a lot, they count it often, and they're constantly tracking where they are in relation with their goals. And that's a simple principle that anything that gets measured will improve absent any other changes. So those are kind of my like handful of things to think about at the end of the year. What would you tell them, Dom? 
No, I, I actually agree with that last one, even though I'm not the finance guy on this on this show. I would say that from one thing that I do coach entrepreneurs about and spend a lot of time talking about is you got to know your numbers. You got to know where you're at. You got to know, you know, and, and, and this speaks to some of some of the people that I've worked with over the years have our solopreneurs are the only one doing it. So then they're doing their own finances. And that's a big reason to have somebody else come in, some part-time bookkeeper, just to keep your P&L up to date. Because I do think when you don't have, or I know that when you don't have visibility into your P&L, it's really hard to understand where you're at. And and getting to the end of the year when your CPA or, or Ron tells you like, oh, guess what you grossed last year? That it's not it's not helpful at that point. Like it's already too late. So keeping up on your finances, understanding who owes you money, um, you know where where your receivables are, all that type of stuff. I, I just find too many business owners that don't really have a good sense of that. You know they have a they have a, they have a feeling that things are going well, but your feelings are usually lying to you. So have somebody doing something in the financial thing. Um, but I, I agree with that. Like, I think that's a that's a huge part of it. And and you know, if that if nothing else, make that make that a resolution for next year is that you're just going to do a better job of just keeping up to date with your finances because you will probably find not probably I, I can almost guarantee you will see a meaningful difference in your year over year growth if you just pay attention to your finances throughout the year. Like, it's yep, it really tells you the story right away. So really, I think um, that's what I wanted to say for today, Dominic. I don't know, man. Do you have anything else you want to say for today? I got some good guests lined up for uh, for uh, 2023 already that all yep. uh, you, you guys are going to like. I got someone in the D DeFi space. I got someone in the government contracting space, how to get government jobs. I got someone who makes his living flipping stuff. His his job is going down or business as he goes down to Walmart and finds stuff that isn't readily available elsewhere that sells for more, buys it, and then turns around and flips it. And like that's a I, I do his taxes, so I can say hey, it he does very well at that business. Yeah, um, I mean, those, those, those things are crazy how good that works. And you know, I mean, I did that. I definitely played around doing that, like the garage sale thing and auctions and flipping that stuff. And it was crazy how much money we could make per month doing that stuff. It's it's uh, it's a lot of fun will, too. If you're in and it. I will say, I will say one other thing is, you know, we throw these things at you guys, um, and we give you ideas. Don't do all of them. Right. Don't go and do like what I what I always tell people is, hey, look, there's some basic financial principles. You want to get some money off the table and get it protected no matter what happens, because you may not always be able to do the thing that you do, just like a professional gambler will not continue to gamble up, you know, and roll their bankroll from a thousand to two, two to four, four to ten. 10 to 20, because if it goes the other way, they're going to go back. They're constantly pulling money off the table and stashing it elsewhere. And we highly recommend that. But in your, if you're in a nine to five job right now or any, you know, sort of, sort of main job that you may or may not love, um, I recommend find one of the things that interests you. If it's the real estate, great. Go after the real estate. If it's like, you know what? I love flipping stuff. I was, we were talking about my wife walked by behind the camera. It was like, you know, that's me. Um, I hate that. 
yeah. the option or stock trading. Learn that, get it down, get a system going because there's always a learning curve. Then you can always add another one and then don't just roll up your profits, but also take some of those profits and put them somewhere passive that you, that you can go with. So that's kind of my two cents. We had a question here. Smiley PJ, we appreciate the nuggets. You're very welcome. One last question. Dive into MBS now or wait until we see how things play out. Dominic, do you know what MBS is? I, I feel <laughs> very ignorant. Smiley, you got to help us out on MBS. I do yeah. not know what it is. I will tell you guys an interesting statistic that I mortgage back. Oh, is it mortgage-backed securities? Ooh, yeah. I no, might I might let us know. Fire on that one if it's mortgage-backed securities. But I will tell you something interesting. I get asked at least three times a week about, is it a good time to buy a home? And if you guys look at the charts of that, um, my opinion, and that's all it is, it's an opinion. When we talk on tax, I'm talking facts. When I talk about finance and strategies, facts based on decades of experience and the research of the top minds. When I give you an opinion on what the market is, I want to be very clear. It's an opinion just like anybody else's opinion. Um, I have no more of an expert opinion, and I'm probably right more than they are. But but that still doesn't mean I'm right a lot. And humble, Um, too. Yep. Um, But on the housing market, here's what's interesting. I've told a lot of people, like, hey, man, I would just, like, the market got ran way up because there was a tiny little bit of the market that was actually moving because you couldn't kick anybody out if they didn't pay their rent. You couldn't kick anybody out if they didn't pay their mortgage. So this much of the market was off the market and this tiny little piece is what was in rotation, which meant supply was down. So demand went up and prices went up. And you're just starting to see the Q3 numbers come out for 2022 and you saw this massive uptrend and then they're starting to tick back down. Well, Yahoo had an article the other day about how 270,000 homeowners that have bought homes this year are already upside down. Now, here's the reality of that. If 270,000 are upside down, I guarantee you, I didn't read the article, I just saw the headline, but I saved it for later. I guarantee you, they didn't take into account, they just looked at, hey, you bought the house for 500,000 and it's worth 480 now or 475. What they didn't take into account is, hey, if you needed to sell that house, you got to pay the transfer tax and the real estate commissions. So really, you're probably only going to get 460 for it. So there's probably a whole lot more people that are upside down on their homes that have bought recently. So that's one I might keep my powder dry on. But again, it's 100% opinion. And if the more housing market doubles over the next 12 months, uh, sorry. But I really don't see that happening. So it, by extension of that, Smiley, I might, I might hold my fire on the, the mortgage-backed securities. That's my two cents. Dominic, what else do you have? Do we have? Any, we, I didn't see any other questions. And I, think uh, so. I think we'll be. What's the second on um, Friday in January? I think I'm looking at a seven, six or seven, six. So I think we're looking at the thirteenth. The thirteenth, Friday the thirteenth. We'll be back. So we'll be back on Friday the 13th. Yeah, I think that's right. So yeah, no, that's uh, it's exciting. So yeah, no, I, I, uh, it's been a good season. I appreciate everybody's questions. Uh, you can always hit us up too with questions. Sometimes we'll get some uh, DMs from people uh, with questions and stuff that we can either ask, answer for you. 
via the DM or give us good to topics periodically to, to talk about as well. So feel free to keep those questions coming. Yeah, um, do. And, the and by the way, in my DMs, let them know. Please let, because I have an assistant that actually manages those. Um, let her know you're from the podcast and you want to chat because different we have different ways of handling things if someone's just kind of a rando. But if we know you're from the podcast, we will you will get treated differently. So, and you will get, you know, you'll get more directly to me rather than going through an extra layer or something like that. So I'm sure it's the same from Dominic. Just let us know that you're listeners. We appreciate you guys. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, and for those of you that are listening on the podcast services, you can find me, Ron, at roncarothers.com. Dominic, where can they find you? Uh, rightmindinc.com works as well. So R-I-G-H-T-M-I-N-D-I-N-C.com. Love it. My website. And lovely CJP says, awesome season. Thank you guys for such a valuable show. We love having you and we appreciate yeah. all of you guys, but especially you lovely and smiley and whiskey the gray and your local crack babies and Dr. Brown and all you guys. We really appreciate having you guys. We, we notice that you're here um, and we really appreciate it. So um, Dominic, until Friday the 13th, by the way, for you guys, Make more, keep more show.com or look for it on Spotify, Apple, any of those guys, because um, you guys need your Friday fix. So we're counting on you guys to go back every Friday at 8 a.m. and go and listen to at least one of our shows to, to get your fix of make more, keep more. So, all right, guys, signing off till season three, Friday the 13th. Awesome. Uh, Thank have, you, everybody. Have a great end of year. Crush it. Read, read the pledge. Make write up your stuff, do some reflection, but also do business, and we'll see you guys in the new year. Take care. Sounds good. Bye.